center to recovery, not a rescue. Meteorologists say the last time low temperatures broke minus 30. When they find you, ask for Henry Deaver. Can you hear me? Have we checked out his ears? Henry Deaver. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Castle Rock Historical Society, an unofficial companion podcast to the new Hulu series based on Stephen King's work, Castle Rock. I am Hannah Selector, one of your co-hosts here, and I am joined by the thoughtful, talented, and resourceful Acadia Einstein. Oh, that's... No one's ever called me those three things, even independently, let alone in a row. So that's pretty great. I am the luckiest guy. I say that because we survived that audio snafu. So the resourceful thing, I feel like, you know, had uh, to be said. The fact is, is that sometimes you think sound is, is one place and then it turns out that it's not and then you have to find it and cut the show in half. But whatevs, we still did it and we made it to my wowzer of an episode because I this is the first time I actually texted you with a bunch of question marks and exclamation points while I was watching it. <laughs> yeah. Things went down in episode three, that's for mm-hmm. sure. I had several out loud exclamations, even though I was the only one watching the episode with me. I just felt compelled to make noise <laughs> at certain parts. Yeah. Doy Corner. Do we have mm-hmm. some, some stuff? I do have my big doy, which, when we talked about it, Henry Deaver did say his own name when, yeah. just in the spot that you thought, when, when they called him, but... <laughs> He mm-hmm. didn't say, I'm Henry Michael Deaver. He said, yes. He said, yes, Henry Michael Deaver, the attorney. Right. So I don't think it's a full-on doy. It still seems like he wants to be separate from that name, that it is, he feels it is not him in some way. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens. There's some interesting name stuff in this episode, too. So I still think what you said about names having power and all of that is going to be really important but in on the, the show at large. Yeah. I will say that whatever the opposite of a doy is, like a don't, I didn't realize it the first time through. And now seeing, because this was in the first episode, he said, nah, it ain't my client. All my clients are dead. Right. So is the kid dead or Mm -hmm. undead or whatever? That'll be interesting to play out. Yeah, we have a couple things that we weren't, quite right about but we'll get to that later i guess the opposite of doy we did do our research and we think that at least based on the end of the novel and what i've seen that the events of needful things wrap up in 1988 when gaunt moves his shop to somewhere in iowa i -hmm. think so that means there's been a little over two and a half years of time for everybody to kind of settle from that before henry disappears i think yeah and that makes sense yep and that we did, we were right that Reverend Rose was helming the church at least up until the end of Needful Things. Deaver was kind of a recent transplant, yeah. I guess. Unless he was in just that weird whatever church he called it. When was the, oh, yeah. Incarnate. Yeah, the Incarnation. Yeah. Because Rever- Reverend Rose was a Baptist minister from what mm-hmm. I understand. 
But yeah, if he hadn't been there that long, why was he so beloved? Yeah, you he's know? pretty what beloved. What did he do? Save 16 babies from a burning building. You don't get your yeah. picture on the jailhouse wall for being some schlub. Yeah. Well, episode three, we do find out a little bit more about Reverend Deaver. Local color. Now, I've been enjoying the titles of these episodes because they all have double or multiple meanings. For severance in episode one, Lacey lost his head. It was severed. Severance is what you get when you lose your job. Mm. Breaking of connections and all of that good stuff. Then we had, of course, the meaning of habeas corpus and how that applies. And with local color, we get the technical definition, which is like the mannerisms or culture or customs that make up the character of a particular place. So we think maybe this episode will show us what the local color of Castle Rock is, which mm -hmm. is... Gray and red brick. Mm-hmm. And uh, corrupt police work. Very Seems. true. Yeah. This was the kind of episode I hoped it would be in that mm -hmm. stuff happened. Like, to me, some yeah. legit jaw-dropping stuff happened, and it's the... It's the kind of thing that makes people go, well, I guess I have to stick with this now, which is, I'm sure, what Hulu wants. Right. Yeah, for people who maybe weren't enjoying the deep dives like we were, I think this would have pulled them back in. Yeah, it made it, oh, sure. this is a show in addition to a love letter. Yeah, exactly. And we find out a whole lot more about drug-addicted real estate lady whose name is Molly Strand. And I will start calling her that from now on, <laughs> because... <laughs> seems mean to keep doing the but i've had my little nicknames for characters whose names i can't remember but molly i would have gone the... with dosrel for her <laughs> or wait yeah, no it would have been no drug addicted real estate lady so it would have been well, daryl <laughs> yeah but we could have done like drug addicted sad real estate lady and yeah that that's worked. true <laughs> but anyway molly works it rolls molly's off the fine and first and foremost, we find out we were right. She did sneak out of the house in the cold that night. And Damn right she did. Barefoot through the snow over to the Deaver's house. And she knew where the key was on the porch. Maybe mm -hmm. because it was one of those obvious fake things. But I was like, is that a psychic thing? Or just because Henry's told her or what? So she and she was ballsy, too, because she wasn't even, like, yeah. slinking from tree to tree. She just marched over there, basically. Yeah, and she walks into the house and puts on Henry's coat. I don't know if that goes along with her obvious Henry fetish or what, but or because she had just walked barefoot through the snow and she was cold. Um, little from column A, little from column B. Little from column B, <laughs> yeah. Probably smells like Henry. She's a little creepy. Aw, well, we don't know that yet, but it gets further on in the episode, and we find that out. So, Henry's father is upstairs, hooked up to some sort of breathing apparatus that makes me think he should be in a hospital, not in the bedroom at his house. Yeah, that's not, that's not okay. But, <laughs> yeah, but is it because Castle Rock doesn't have a hospital? Yeah, but that's the kind of thing where, and, and in Maine, we had, I had mentioned the fact that the mall was called the Maine Mall, there's there was the Bangor Medical Center, which was the biggest hospital in sort of mid Maine. The one in Portland, Maine Medical Center. Like it's not ah. that and and part of that is because 
like 95% of the businesses in Maine, the local ones, put Maine in their name for some reason. And that's a, I don't know if it's going to come up in the show, but Maine is, Yeah. I, and I've lived a lot of places. I mean, I'm only from Maine, but the fierce pride that people have mm-hmm. about living in Maine, being from Maine, knowing other people that are from Maine, etc., that kind of thing. Generally, when you see people on the news, if they're from New York or they're from Texas, they lead with that. Like they say, oh, right. what did you think about the fact that, you know, this star exploded? Well, I'm from New York and I blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm from Texas yeah. and I blah. People from Maine are like that. They just don't say it that way. It's just that mm-hmm. everything is a constant comparison to how things are at home. And like I say, and I believe it, every place, it doesn't matter where I live if I'm not home because everything that is not Maine is equally not Maine. So uh-huh. it doesn't, it's like that meme of if I wear my socks inside out, everyone else in the universe is wearing my socks except for me. <laughs> that's how, like, every place that I could possibly live that's not Maine is the same. It's just defined yeah. as not Maine. That's such a shower thought. I know I said I wasn't going to move to Maine because of the shellfish and the bad economy, but, like, the entire state is ripe for pun work, and, yep. and I do like that. So my notes now just say, oh, shit, in capital letters, exclamation point, exclamation point, that exclamation point. when I texted you. Because she pulls out his breathing tube. Yep. Oh, my, like, this 11 to 13, I think she's a little older than Henry, just based on appearance, but maybe not. This preteen girl is straight murdering this guy with, like, no qualms whatsoever. None. She didn't think twice about it. And he saw no. her. He saw her. Yeah. Like he and and there was nothing he could he, do about it because he was like he in a cartoon full body cast. Yeah, he like immediately opens his eyes, which is again like why isn't he in a hospital? It's clearly a very severe situation. Why is there no alarm on the breathing machine when the pressure dropped? There should be something that says like, oh, this BiPAP or whatever it was isn't working. Yeah, I think you know, like that, yeah, that is legit. It. If you're going to say I can do this from home, then the the minimum amount of care would be alarm if the breathing thing turns off. Right, because the pressure dropped and we saw the gauge. Love that they panned over to Mrs. Deaver sleeping like a baby. Mm-hmm. Or, or pretending to be dead asleep while this happens because she doesn't oh. give a crap. Didn't yeah. think of that either. Mm-mm. Now, if it were me in this situation and someone were unplugging Jason's breathing machine while I was asleep, I would sleep through it. I'm sorry to say that I am absolutely dead to the world when I'm asleep. But we don't know what Mrs. Deaver's like. So that's, that's true. intriguing. But yeah, that was some cold-blooded stuff. That was that was one of the parts of the show where I audibly made a noise because I was like, oh my God, yep. you know? That, that was, was when I texted dark. you. And then I realized yeah. I could be spoiling stuff for you because I just texted some incoherent, murder what? Like just ridiculous. <laughs> now I watched it on my lunch break. Uh, that's sm- how dedicated <laughs> I, I am. Oh, and I spilled coffee on my original Catholic notebook. So I had to move my notes into a different <sighs> small flowery notebook. Yeah. yeah, but now that first one is a it's a relic. Yeah, well, it's in the trash, so. Oh, man. It was What about our ruined. store? Well, we'll just use this one. It's, yeah, pour coffee on that better. one too. Yeah, all oh, that is yeah. Oh, I like that one though. It's it's very very cheerful considering all the swearing and notes to go <laughs> scar scarred. Uh, gosh, 
Bill, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm not this weird in real life. Um, Unless you want her to be. That's a lie. Yeah, exactly. I'm exactly like I am in real life. I write shit, but I dot the I with a hot. That's my... (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. I want a t-shirt that says that. (laughs) And then I wrote a note that says, is this real snow or vision snow when she's walking as an adult now in her own house? But it ends up being a dream. Yeah, it was a crazy-ass dream, too, because it had those pseudo-Silent Hill nurses that... Right? All the bandaged people. I find creepily sexy. So, it's obviously Reverend Deaver at the pulpit. Yes. Talking about, like, you know, we're in the presence of a sinner, you know? And that, you know, she's overthrown him, and he's angry, and all these other people are angry, and he says something like the dead will rise again right or something something foreboding like that and i don't understand i just don't get what the bandage part's for right so was the implication i got kind of galaxy brain on this like are these all the people who have died ostensibly because of evil quote quote or sinners quote quote in castle rock you know this sort of group of people that is somehow aligned with reverend deaver i don't did he have a cult was there a cult you know Was there some weird culty stuff going on? I don't know. I would but, be so awesome yeah. at having a cult. Right. Are these Castle Rock residents? They've got to be, I guess. Yeah, they got to yes. be. But there's also, there's got to be a reason why all their faces are covered. Because that's not right. the only time this episode the faces got covered. So that's weird. Yeah, I think so too. That'll be interesting. Are they the people from the Christmas fire? <gasps> um, I don't know. Mm. So then she wakes up the next morning and she takes a whole pill. Yep. Did you notice that? Yeah, see. She said she said she takes half a pill, but stuff must be getting worse. And then suddenly we're back at the tiger, the mellow tiger, and then I've written Molly Strand so that I'll remember, I guess, in my <laughs> notes. I guess I can't call her drug-addicted real estate lady anymore. And then I wrote, are people drinking in the morning? Because it seems like she's having, it went from her waking up and taking her pill to being at a bar. So True. is this her is this her breakfast? There were a lot of people in there. Is this everybody's breakfast? Is this a main thing instead of cream of wheat? Do you guys have beer? What what's the deal? Not in proportions that are different from every other place that has the people that do that. You know what I mean? Like in that yeah. instance, I would say it's just I a think, sad town with sad people. Yeah, it's a sad town, like, and and the only other guy that's drinking is the one from uh, the hell was that short story where the he just kept making his son go get the beer, and he was turning into that blob. It was another oh, yeah. night shift story. Hmm. It was dividing, you see, dividing in two. Remember? Yeah. Man, yeah. he had a lot of good ideas when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Stephen King does that whole addiction thing really well, probably because he struggled. Write with what it, you so. know. <laughs> yep. It's a theme. Mm-hmm. And then we get this new, in the in the Mellow Tiger, we get a new relationship dynamic, which is Molly and Jackie. Jackie, Torrance. Yeah. And they, they seem, seem like enough, BFFs. Like yeah, legit. Yeah, they do seem like friends. Yeah. But they also seem really like people who are unlikely to hang out with each other. Yeah. By all accounts, Jackie's very like devil may care, nothing gets to me, sort of cheerful in a sarcastic way. And Molly seems like a huge bummer. But yeah, she really does. Anyway, 
they're hanging out and seeing her and Jackie together and remembering the shining thing. Here's my big doy moment. Like Molly's got the shining. Duh. She's got the psychic. I know. Huge doy. Molly obviously has the shining. Giant doy. Just like, yeah. Just like, what's the kid's name in the shining? Danny. Danny. Yeah. So wait. Big fat doy. No, that's what I was gonna say. Oh, wait a minute, because it's not—it's not Jackie that has it. It's—it's it's Molly that has no, it's it. Molly. I mean, yeah. But, there's your tie-in. Yeah. So. Son of a biscuit. Premonitions, hearing people's thoughts, seeing the dead, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, all those things that Danny can do, we assume that Molly can also mm-hmm. do. But Molly's Molly's not coping with it well. No, not at all. And then, then we find out, I guess, that Jackie's her intern. So, like, they get along well. They might be friends. But she's also paying her, I guess. Who the hell is an intern for a real estate agent? And at an age where you can legally drink, too. Yeah. You know, because, like, obviously Jackie's older than 21. What are you doing, like, a a real estate internship in your hometown? There's no Castle Rock Community College. What's happening here? It's too scary for her to work at the prison and there's no Walmart. So where is she going to work? I don't know, but it seems like you can't have more than one real estate agent in Castle Rock. There's I don't know, but I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. She could work at the Candlepin Bowling slash restaurant slash bar slash catch-all place. That is as yeah. yet unnamed. That's that's legit. Yeah, so we get to see Molly's office and her nice little diorama of her plans for the downtown revitalization. Mm-hmm. She... She did a little crafting project that Jackie doesn't give a flying shit about. No, <laughs> and like, Molly is what? super protective of. Yeah, drive slow. Please stay glued. There was a lot of diorama-related... I guess mm-hmm. it's not a diorama. What is it? Like a scale model? Well, you'll have to excuse me. This model is not to scale. Lighting. It's Doc Brown's yeah. thing of, of Hill Valley. Have you seen Zoolander? I love that yes. scene with the, like... What is this, a library for ants? Ants. How are they going to learn if they can't fit inside the school? (laughs) Is this a castle rock for ants? (laughs) Um, Jackie drives off with the model, and then... But she also... I thought it was a cool moment. Which... Oh, go ahead. I don't know. I don't want to blow up your spot. What was your cool moment? No, because mine was moving... Oh, past that? Mine was moving past Jackie. No, mine was her finding the that weirdo shrine like she didn't find the jacket with the 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 box with the jacket in it but jackie did find the the missing poster of diver and started razzing molly about it but that's later oh is it because this is still at the office oh shit you're right yeah never mind my bad yeah spoiler she legit yeah They've seen it. That's why they're listening. Oh, fair. She, like, senses Henry. Her whole demeanor changes. Yeah. She psychically senses that it's Henry coming, and she's having, like, a major freak out about Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) They have that really awkward conversation where she's not selling the whole nonchalant thing at all. That was painful. She, like, she pretends to not remember him, and he's all like, this girl is crazy. Seriously, dude? I'm right here. Yeah. Oh, and then... (laughs) She really, like, does that awkward rejection when he asks her to help him sell his mom's house. Yeah, also bizarre. She tried to pull conflict of interest on a lawyer, and she's a real estate agent. Is that a thing? No! Yeah. It's not a thing. I couldn't imagine that would be a thing. That that actually stopped me in my tracks. I'm like, am I going to pause this and look that up? No, but I will ask Hannah, because I don't think that's a thing. Not so far as I know. Of course... Again, never been a real estate agent. Now, 
do you agree that it seemed like Henry doesn't know her too well? Almost like maybe their closeness might have gone away after he lost his memories. Like they didn't really hang anymore. Very possible. His manner was more of like, we kind of went to high school together. Haha, it's been a long time. Not like we had major crushes on each other as children and were yeah. reconnecting. He was very like blase about it, I yeah. thought. And he was very the heartbreaker, like, yeah, didn't nearly like, mean as much to him type of deal. Right. And like, I think he just doesn't remember the stuff when they were friends beforehand. Very but. possible. So then we cut to the flashback of the fuck you dad and he's burning that tape yeah which is gonna be something cool i hope i hope it wasn't like a tape of the power rangers that his religious dad wouldn't let him have so he made him burn it (laughs) i hope it was some sort of weird recorded cult ceremony or abuse or something that he's burning yeah we don't know yet but yeah better not be like a dragon ball z tape or something um but anyway. It's Batman the Animated Series. No, that was 92, so it couldn't have been. All right, fine. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure if my stuff is correct date either. No, it didn't not. We know that it's before his dad dies because he still has that jacket right. in that scene. Then this was another part of the show where I audibly screamed, but for entirely different reasons. And I don't want to spend too long talking about it. Mm-hmm. But the child discussion of her feeling when he touches himself was a little bit much for me. I... That was and the I, most I had, Stephen King-ish part. I know, it. but I was just, I was so like, I didn't want to hear it. I didn't, I didn't want yeah. to talk about it. I, and There's... he was all like, the, the lines were awful. I wanted to crawl out of my own skin. Yep. That was the, that'd be the kind of thing where when you were a kid and you were watching something with your parents where you went, oh, I got to make a sandwich that I don't want to eat, but I have to right. get away from this. Of course, I'm sure my feelings are nothing compared to how Henry felt being told that. Yeah. So, and, but it was pretty true. No, I wasn't. What? No. <laughs> like, yeah. There's like so much to unpack there for him. I felt mm-hmm. real bad. Anyway. Yeah, that was no good. Another important question. Is her hair ludicrously greasy or is it wet? Because it I was. she's it, just a puberty grease ball. Yeah. She's just all sorts of creepy as a kid and like well, really thank is. god she she learned how to rinse her hair or something by the time she grew up because it looks nasty every <laughs> time we flash back to her being a kid it's True. just like lank and shiny and clearly wet in some way yeah I don't she's like it. not it's not okay it's not it's not a bucket full of fingernails but it's still a yikes for me man Duh. it's going in the <laughs> call corner. i know yeah, there was another gag-worthy moment with the, I, you know, it feels like fireworks. So that got me to thinking, then, about what we saw at the beginning with the dad dying. She says something to the effect of, like, you know, I feel everything you feel. So it could have been that she felt sympathy for her friend who has a nasty dad and she felt motivated to kill him. Or it could be that she's absorbing Henry's feelings or amplify or feeling his feelings so strongly that his, he, like, sort of takes over, his motivations do, and that's really Henry wanting to do that that compels her to do that. Or they're messing with us, and it's gonna end up being Henry manipulating her somehow or something. Anyway. I mean, those are kind of equally possible. Yeah. I think. We don't, we don't know yet. Now, but there I... is something later in the episode. 
episode that indicates what it was. But but now we'll get to it. The piece that I don't understand from that is when the father calls him mm-hmm. and he she clenches her fist and, and then, then he does it after. And then he does it after. And that's the part was was she reading his mind or was she making him do it? Right. So they give us stuff that makes you think both ways. Like, is it a feedback loop that goes in both directions? Like, can they both have influence on each other because of this connection, whatever it is? Or is she creepier than we think? Her adult character, to me, indicates, I don't know, either like she has no control over this or she feels extremely guilty and has had it. I don't know. Either way. They're powerfully connected on some sort of psychic level. Yeah. And, and she definitely can't turn her shine off, it doesn't no. seem like. And Henry is clearly, he doesn't feel that anymore, I guess, post-memories. Or he never did. It was really all coming from her end. Right. I don't know. After we find all of that, which is actually a lot of information. Oh, it, there was a lot. Yeah, that's a lot there. Um, we go to the prison, and the kid is... Picking at his food. <laughs> he Shut took it. the bologna out. Yeah, only only the the white bread. Now, I felt I kind of didn't like this episode in some ways because there wasn't as much for me to Stephen King reference. Right, right, right. Deep dive with, but I tried, and I especially tried here with <laughs> Wonder Bread, white bread, whatever, mm-hmm. and and I came up with with a couple things that may very well just be like completely obscure and unrelated, but Larry Underwood in the stand gets called wonder bread. True. By, um, you know, and then there's the space cowboy guy in Gerald's game who has the tongue sandwich on wonder bread sitting on the seat of his van. Both now true. I have no way of knowing if that bologna sandwich was made with wonder bread, but there you go. White bread and Stephen King works. That that's what I figured out. That is that is a deep, deep dig, and it, yeah, I was going crazy this episode. There's not nearly as many. Yeah, they're not. They're not giving like us any crumbs to, to pick up. The thing no. that I can't get: Did he take it out because it was meat, or did he take it out because yeah. it was processed? But he didn't Be- eat his fruit cocktail or chips either. He only ate the bread. Is it a processing thing, or is it? I'm in jail so I can only eat bread and water because there was some kind of weird prison pact or something like, you know what I mean? Then I'm also thinking, like, maybe Lacey only brought him certain things and he's, like, super picky. Is he mortal anyway? Does he need to eat? Maybe he just really likes white bread. Yeah, maybe just, I'm just trying to fit in, so I'll just... (laughs) Yeah, to be fair, like, fruit cocktail is kind of gross sometimes and, like, I don't... I don't want to eat plain potato chips necessarily, but yeah. When my so brother that... and I were kids, we wanted to do something nice for our mom. So we decided we were going to make dessert, which consisted of us taking an entire can of fruit cocktail, taking all the little pieces out, putting them on a cookie sheet and baking them. Aw, misguided, but Yeah, it was cute. terrible. We just basically made like a hundred little burnt up things and she's like oh great (laughs) yeah now that i'm an adult myself thinking of all of the like 
quote gifts unquote that I made my parents that just resulted in a mess that they had to clean up yeah. is hilarious. Sorry, mom and dad. Yeah, what are you gonna do? And it was done with love. So there's like the weird lunchroom altercation then with the CO where he why is he eating alone? I guess he's being kept separate because of what happened to Nazi guy, and they're worried that he'll kill other people. But anyway, he gets just like the thousand yard stare at that portrait of Lacey on the wall. You know? And then he gets up and starts walking. And even though he's in a room all by himself at some random table in it, yeah. they don't want him walking around. No siree, you sit back down, mister. <laughs> well, and we know that law enforcement never looks for an excuse to be overly aggressive. Yeah, right. That they, yeah, would on- they would only use force when absolutely necessary. I suppose. So, yeah. <laughs> They're like... They're, like, freaking out and swearing and poking him with a baton, telling him to sit down. Mm-hmm. Then Lazinski, or... Why can't I remember this Zaleski. Zaleski. Zaleski meets with Henry again. And, gosh, I was just like, the COs have my respect for the pun work about the, like, they're watching him on the CCTVs. They call it Nick at Night, because they call him Nick Cage. Yeah. Because he was found in a cage. And I'm yeah, like, that no. Was, that was, like, a sweet men. double jump. <laughs> These, that was really fun. I thought that was super hilarious. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. Oh, and he does that sweet thing about, like, how long does it take to become a lawyer? You know, I was thinking maybe I'd go back to school. He's such a nice boy. Yeah. He's definitely going to He's definitely gonna die. So much bad shit's going to happen to him. It's breaking my heart. Yeah, I've got in my notes, he going to die. Because <laughs> he's bastard. nice. Yeah. I just knew after that, like, really sweet, sincere law school thing, like, I'm going to go become a lawyer and support yeah. my wife and my new baby. I'm like, ah, this guy's going to die. Yep. Bummer about that foreshadowing there. <laughs> oh, good boy CO is bound for bad things. Oh, yeah. see, you're, it's almost like I want to do screenshots and make your notes the captions. Like, <laughs> oh, they're hilarious because you want to hear what my next note is? Mm-hmm. Molly, Molly. Molly Mom, you don't like it when people break into your house uh, because she's breaking into other people's, but now hers has been ransacked. How's it feel, Molly? Well, yeah, not technically ransacked, though, because she says nothing was taken. But, but there's no way she could have known. Right, because she didn't even look. Yeah. I guess that might be TV magic. We're just supposed to believe her. No, I don't know, because I don't yeah. think that What's-Her-Name bought it either. I don't think Jackie bought it when she said no. it. Yeah, so yeah, Jackie comes over to help her clean up, and that's when we get the missing poster scene. Yeah, in okay, her, that was like, my bad, yeah. Yeah. Do you like that she said nice murder basement? Yes, I that did was, very That much. was real on the That nose. made me like her a ton. Yeah, so now I'm wondering if Jackie knows more than she's letting on, and that's why she sort of calls these people out in this sort of, like, ha, I'm the sarcastic girl who says it like it is, but actually I do have some legitimate knowledge of what the heck is going on in this town, and I'm trying to probe you. Like you know? a, Almost like the, the Greek chorus. Like she's yeah. like, I'm going to use these questions to state the obvious. Yeah, yeah. exposition. I mm-hmm. have it. Also, she's a Torrance. Maybe she has a touch of the shine, too. Yeah, I don't true. know. We gotta, oh man, um, we gotta get to the bottom of what her story is. For the record, I still don't think that reference is cute. I think it's ham-fisted. But maybe they'll make me like it. I do kind of like her character, though. So, yeah, Molly is once again terrible at not being suspicious with the poster. And someone's been in her weird little keepsake box, too. Yeah. Poking around in there because she 
frantically puts all that stuff back. Yeah. We still don't know why she has to use a timer to look at that stuff. Wait a minute. What? Who had, and this may go back into episode two, but I know mm-hmm. I saw it. Who had the chess piece? Oh, Henry was clutching that white figurine when Alan dropped him back off at his mom's house. Yeah, no, like but then piece. that that's what I mean. There was a white chess piece, and I can't remember who was holding it because I thought I'm like, well, wait a minute, was that a chess piece? Like a, a it could have mm. been a pawn because the one that it was, it was like a bishop. It was bigger. Who the hell had? Yeah. It? Damn it! It wasn't Lacey when he was like committing suicide, was it? No, it was. Uh, it might have been Henry when he was in his bedroom. Oh, maybe. I guess we'll have to look back on that yeah. for next time, too. Damn it. Make a note. My so, notes are never cool. It just says, chess piece, question mark? Man, I gotta up my game. Oh. Well, mine are getting progressively more organized as the episodes go on. I now oh, have oh. A, a from last time section, a current section, and questions Shut for next time session. Up. Wow. <laughs> eh, I like taking notes. Well, you know what? I'm just going to ride this train because you keep me on the rails and then I mess up the audio after the fact. So we kind of get a little synergy going. (laughs) You're too hard on yourself. Oh, so then Molly is practicing for her appearance on Local Color, which is obviously a harken back to the title as well. Mm -hmm. She's going on TV. She's practicing her lines, and it's all really awkward, and she's talking to this host that I wouldn't have known's name was Corey, except for subtitles, excuse me, because she says Croy. Yeah, she says it terribly. Yeah, but his name is Corey, I guess. But she's all like, well, Croy, thanks (laughs) for asking. Phase one, Croy. And I'm like, that's such a strange name. I better turn on subtitles to see how that's spelled. It's Corey. His name's Corey. Yeah, no one's named Croy. And thank goodness I had subtitles on, too, because when she said fifth generation maniac, I would have thought she meant crazy person. But it turns out people from Maine actually do say that, that they're maniacs. Yeah. That's cute, I guess. It is, but it's not that, like, not everybody says it. Like, Mainer is the one that you'd say if you didn't want to. It's like the kind of people that say, oh, I'm crazy. Like, if you have to say that you're crazy and wild, then you're probably not. Yeah, and the irony is not lost on the audience, I'm sure, that the woman who takes, like, Percocet to control the voices in her head is calling herself a fifth-generation maniac. Yeah, And who murdered a guy, who murdered a guy without even blinking at 12 (laughs) years old, so... I murdered a guy, and I didn't even feel bad, and I framed my pretend boyfriend? stole a jacket from the kid I had a crush on, yeah. Stole a jacket, killed his dad, and walked back across the street. She's a mess. She is. Oh, and then she said, Castle Rock has very good bones. But then even she's like, oh, I better not say that. that yep. That's a little too <laughs> obvious. On the there. nose. And she she went with the yellow stereotype real estate Century 21 jacket. Like, why yeah, would she you know, end up I with also, a yellow jacket? <laughs> it also made me think of Georgie's yellow raincoat from It. Oh. Yeah. Wow. You know. People being lured by dark forces in yellow coats. Very true. When she's getting lured by a dark force. Mm -hmm. I just needed to find more deep dive stuff because this episode was lacking in it. And I was like, I got to get my conspiracy claws in something. Georgie wore a yellow coat too. (laughs) So she does go to the TV station, right? After this. 
or uh, no because she goes on her little odyssey because she needs to get the because she's oh, yeah. practicing that night and then she she goes to see yeah. you know chester k skidmore to get more um pills and yeah he was very oh, it was great yeah, because he's like she dumped out her purse yes and there was like a blue diamond almond ad right there because yep. all i saw was blue diamond almonds and no blue yeah, diamond percocets addict. so she no she had to go see the the skid there and and he's like yeah well my gram actually her gout acted up so she needed the pills so you're out of luck you know yeah, she's <laughs> on bed rest then here's another one of my quirky notes. Oh, the balding teenager has jokes because he made that. He was like, how many minions did you kill to make, to that, make jacket? that jacket? And yeah. Now, is that why she picked? They did the jacket so they could fit that joke in? Because that's what I do. <laughs> well, they're really emphasizing the yellow jacket thing. So yeah. maybe I'm not so crazy. But no, anyway, without, miss true. without missing a beat, she's like six. And then she's like, I need my pills. Yeah. Give me my shit. Six minions. I need my pills. <laughs> And then it's another flashback with her being very, very connected to Henry and talking about it. And we see all the 80s music posters and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And her greasy, gross hair again. It <laughs> never it never dries or improves. <laughs> what did they do to the actress to make her hair look like that? I don't know. They transported her to 1977, it seems like. They just covered her head in lobster butter or something. I don't know. <laughs> Poor it's soul. gross. Fix it. <laughs> Get some breath. Um, oh, this flashback is super important because we find out that it's the dad who did pick him up at the foot of the driveway. What yep. is this weird why? Yeah. Why, why, why? I was mad there is a at that point because me too. we were so we adamant about it. It would never be the dad. <laughs> well, you know, I think our flaw in our thinking was that this family is going to act like normal people. Yeah, that is true. We gave him Which too much credit. Which they're clearly credit. not. They're in the woods together. Reverend Deaver says, do you hear it now? And is he referring to the same thing that Lacey hears? The monstrous howling, the devil under the ice, the whatever. And then Henry goes running off in terror. Mm -hmm. It seems. Or defiance, I don't know. But it seemed like he was scared. Do you hear it now? And then he's frightened and running through the woods. Which means maybe he did hear it, or maybe he just thought... My dad is crazy, and I don't want him to finger me, so I'm going to run away regardless of what crazy nonsense he's saying. Right. Like, did some creature actually push his dad, and he knows he's going to get blamed? And Ooh. something happened in the woods that night. And we need things happening in the woods when Lacey would go there to commune with whatever's in there. Mm-hmm. That bluff has power. And heard something in the woods. Yeah. There's something that people are hearing. For sure. And that and was then, a little foreshadowing, too. That oh, yeah, line. definitely. Mm -hmm. That comes up again later. Mm -hmm. But first, we have to check in with Molly on her quest for pills. She goes <laughs> she goes to the motor park, and she only asks the toddler sitting in the dark on the grass one question, and that's like, where's the drug dealer? Well, Not. she did say, are you okay? And then when the child, who's obviously in no position to make that right. sort of determination, says yes, then she's yeah, like, she's all like, right, oh, where's Derek? Or whatever it was. Yeah, I'm like, come on, lady. There's yeah. a small child sitting out in the grass at midnight in the middle of a m mobile home park. Yeah, what are that you was doing? messed up. She got pill brain, though. She's, mm -hmm. she's got to get those pills. Because, now, to be fair, it does seem like 
her empathy thing or whatever, the sh her shining has gotten worse since Henry's returned. Like, he exacerbates the condition, because before it only took half the pill, and now sh that's not working. The whole pill's not working. Right. Henry seems to make it worse. And then, I didn't get this next scene at all. I have written in my notes, this is some children of the corn shit. Yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. That's the first thing I said, too. 100%. It says weird, weird, weird. There's like a mock trial going on, a mock murder trial. Half the kids are wearing paper mache animal masks and the other half aren't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know how you pick who's an animal and who's not. And they're describing like a graphic murder scene. Like the wounds were deep and red. It was a crime of passion, blah, blah, blah. And then there's like an older teenager pretending to be a judge. It, it was all very strange. Yeah, it was but weird. In very Children of the Corn fashion, after Molly sort of sits down in the gallery, one of the kids is like, there is one guilty of murder here. And he points to her and they all start chanting guilty, guilty, yeah, guilty in real creepy kid fashion. And they're all, none of it made sense. The, the, the place they were in didn't make any sense because I don't care no. how run down your town is. You don't just have some weird barn with a mock courtroom set up in it in a place where you're yeah. trying to have a hotel. Like none of it made any sense. Now, to be fair, she did kind of ask about it and all the kids are like, our mommies are out drunk and our daddies are in Shawshank. Every single one of them. There are yeah. no adults. That was, apparently. that was a, uh, that, that was, was quite weird. a, like, I don't know, strange demographic, but I guess we have one. Yeah. All the all the poor kids and their you know. This is where we live. And, right. Don't worry about Ruby Sue just sitting out there in the friggin'. Despite dirt. our lack of parents, we have you know a consummate understanding of the court system and an excellent vocabulary. Yes, although you know, I will say, I kind of think they were probably just reciting a Law and Order episode or something like that, like because they had nothing else. Yeah, to, that could be true. Like they memorized it right. or something like that. Yeah, they've got the one Law and Order tape that they watch over and over. Exactly. Because there's no cable out there, I'm sure. No, yeah. no, no. So, anyway, Derek, I think is the name of the, yep. the older kid who is the drug Derek. dealer. He takes her to the death house as her punishment, but really he's just taking her to his stash. Mm-hmm. And he's a little shit, because he's like, show me your boobs and also pay me and I'll give you pills. <laughs> but Molly's like, nah, fuck you, here's the money. Yeah, I got to be honest with you, though. If I was a 13-year-old that had pills to sell, I'd be like, yep, boobs. I mean, yeah. Who I got nothing to spend the money on, so boob it up. And I, again, 10 bucks a pill? Seems pretty cheap. That's like less than a copay. Like, I don't even understand. <laughs> like, none of this no. makes any sense. People aren't making a profit here. No, but I bet there's like a little convoy of like middle-aged white people running to Maine to try and get these sweet, sweet, you know, Percocets for 10 bucks a pop. Yep. All you have I'm, to do is sit through a weird kitty trial. Yep. I'm tired of paying Massachusetts prices. I've. <laughs> yeah. Weird. And then the pigs show up. And by pigs, I mean the cops. It's like, who called them? Yep. Why are they there? Because it's not because there are a bunch of children who are in a state of dependency. Right. None of no, that no. could sure. possibly be it, because who would have called? Yeah, it does seem odd. It seems like we're going to find out that that was something vindictive that somebody did. Yeah, it was a setup. But, because it's pretty, it's pretty random. And also... I mean, I don't have a drug dealer being jealous, 
because he sent her to Derek. But no. Yeah. I want to know who called the cops. And also the fact that she gets arrested. Why? Well, I guess Derek ratted her out. For what? She technically didn't commit a crime. She didn't have the pills. Yeah, I guess I don't know if money changed hands or not or what happened. But attempted. She clearly didn't end up getting her pills. Attempted boob flashing. Yeah. That's, that'll, don't be tempting people Moral. trying to buy pills and whatnot. Like, none of it. I don't get it. Corruption of a minor? Moral turpitude? I don't know. Look at Either the... way, she ends up in jail. Yeah. Well, she needed to be in the jail so that she could run into Henry. Yeah. And her cellmate beat her up and took her jacket, which is kind of like some poetic justice for her stealing Henry's jacket all That's those years true. ago. How do you womp like womp. it? Yeah, they call her like the real estate queen. They're like, the real estate queen is demanding her own cell because there's... And the guy a, just a, went, fuck her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Henry had that little exchange about how corrupt the justice system is in Castle Rock. True. Where it was like, yeah, well, we know all these people. So-and-so at the courts is somebody's wife. She won't let your paperwork through. We're not giving you... Because he was asking what was in Lacey's car when he mm -hmm. committed suicide. Why weren't those rubber gloves tested for my client's DNA? DNA, yeah. You know? mm -hmm. And they were like, it's a suicide, oh, you dink. Yeah, suicides solve themselves. That's sibling police work right there. Yeah, right. And there have been a lot of real-life cases that have ended up like that, where law enforcement wants to insist that it's a suicide, but it's not. I did kind of laugh, and I felt bad when Henry's like, what else was in his car? And the guy's like, well, about 20 trout and some amount of gallons of water. Yeah, 30 <laughs> gallons of water, yeah. Like, yeah, and two trout. And I was like, oh, that's dark, but also yeah. it's You know, you um, got to get yourself through the day. <laughs> I guess Henry bailed her out, right? Yeah, he must have. Somehow managed to get her or out. Or he, he agreed to represent to... her. Yeah. He said, I'm her lawyer. And... What's the crime? Being in a right. room. <laughs> yeah. Whatever she did. Yeah. So he gets her out. And then they're talking. And she's trying to explain why she can't, like, hang out with him. Or whatever. And we got that weird speech about, you're like a song that gets stuck in my head. But you're a real hot song, and you dress nice. You're a nicely dressed song. You smell that good. Was, yeah, I like you, but I don't like you. We can't be together. Things happen when we're together, and the actor who plays Henry just has a wonderful, this girl is crazy face, because he's just standing there like, Yeah, he does. Uh, okay, yeah, uh-huh. What? Sure. <laughs> Whatever. I don't understand. But, but he's being so nice to her anyway. She tells him about her TV appearance and he's like, hey, we need a taxi. Like, I'm going to get you to your yep. to your thing, you know? You smelly I don't think he... drug addict. I'll yeah, get you, you there. <laughs> she had like a sort of black eye that got fixed in the, the makeup chair, I guess. Yes. I yes. thought it was funny because they've got her in the makeup chair. They're doing this scene. But the lady who's supposed to be doing her hair is just picking up her hair. They didn't give the the extra, like, a hairbrush or a no, curling iron didn't. or something. She just kind of, like, like fluffs it a little. Man, your hair was really greasy when you were a kid, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Did you have intensely <laughs> greasy hair as a child? Because yeah. it's, like, it's done lasting damage. I don't know what I can do with this. Yeah. She's just, you know... You could, you could fix hinges with this. Anyway, there's a lot of, like, Henry's talking in the background, but she can hear him mm -hmm. talking about his client who's stuck in prison. He said that one great line, like, we're one step away from the state of nature, which is that philosophical concept that Hobbes proposed about humans without law or society and how that would happen.
happen. A mm-hmm. uh, little bit of reading for everybody if you feel yeah, like it. Let's see. So she tries to talk to Corey about her little plan. You know, the economy, historical relevance, creating jobs. And then she puts on the sunglasses like that helps somehow. I still don't understand she's why. Blocking out the blue. She can't yeah, can't have blue in your in your brain because yeah she really was amped up because now thinking about it when when she had the awkward conversation with Henry she heard every single thing of his thought process yeah while she was trying to answer him right so I still don't know how the sunglasses supposedly help her block out voices because you don't hear with your eyes but no but if you think there's something in the car on fire you turn the yeah. radio down so you can smell it. I, I suppose that's true. So yeah. maybe you have a finite amount of sense holes and you need to shut some of them down so you yeah, can Yeah, she's focus. just trying not to be overstimulated, I mm-hmm. guess. But anyway, she does like a, you know, well, what should people do, blah, blah, blah. They need to wake the fuck up. Yeah, or... she got all woke, like, in one second. Yeah. she She's coming for my brand with the wake up sheeple thing, you know? <laughs> Now, we find out that it's probably that she's channeling exactly what Henry's thinking while he's listening right. to If all I was this, on TV, like, this is what I would say. Right, because then she proceeds to go on a rant full of knowledge about the kid that nobody but Henry would have. Right. About how he's trapped. Now, earlier in the episode, they said he was locked in a bear cage, but she says tiger cage this time. So, no. I'm not sure if there's a technical difference between a bear and a tiger cage. But. Well, then if they say lion cage later, then it will be lions, tigers, and bears, and then we've got a whole nother reference to a different book. Oh, my. Except, no, yep. because The Wizard of Oz was in the Dark Tower books. Yep. So, there. Mm-hmm. I just handed that. Yeah, and the Dark Tower is not off limits. One of the writers said so. So, references are in there. So, anyway. Um I Henry's just three-jumped that. I, I want yeah. props for digging that far to find you a reference. Oh, for sure. All right. Yeah, I didn't get that one, that's for sure. Well, it's because I just made it up on the spot because I wanted to make you happy because you didn't have enough. <laughs> There's not enough conspiracies in this episode. <laughs> At least Henry's happy now because his thing has been exposed to the media, which means that it's going to force the white wine warden to let him in to the prison because now... the the media in whatever capacity knows. Did you come up with white wine, Warden? I think I said it last episode. She had that big glass of white wine at the Hilton or whatever. But oh, yeah, I don't she's know the best. That's the best. And the I didn't realize warden. that the Cusacks had another sibling. Oh, that's right. It's a Cusack, whatever. I like white wine, Warden, better. No, no, definitely. No, no, that's that's her name. That's her actual name. I would just legitimately yeah. was... was baffled that there was another that Anne Cusack was a Cusack. Yeah. So now he knows that he's going to be able to get in because if, you know, all these people who are usually just watching local candle pin bowling now see that there's a, a grave injustice right under their nose. True. It's it's done for. So he goes probably pretty soon after that, I guess, to go visit at the jail because he know he's got the media pressure and right. he's going to get to see the kid for real this time and they showed the full Shawshank prison phone number and it wasn't a 555 but I didn't have enough time to pause to see if the numbers meant anything 
Oh, well, I'm going to call it because it was like, 207. One, now that I now that you mention it, I mean, it that's, was that's, that's another the shining, isn't it? No, 207 is main. Is that the room? No, 217 oh, okay, was yeah, the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 217 is the room. Another treat for you. Main the entire state. Uh-huh. One area code. Does it only have one area code? It just that's it, <laughs> 207. Wow. All right. So yeah, they use like a real phone number. I wonder how many people are going to call that phone number. You, I wonder me, if there's as soon like as a I get back Shawshank to that line. piece so that I can look for sure I cool am. Cool if they had like a, a fake Shawshank line set yes. up like thank you for calling Shawshank State Prison or whatever. That'd yep. be hilarious. That'd be some really deep meta. So yeah, he goes to meet with the slimy woman and suddenly the kid exists and there's a settlement agreement and mm -hmm. an NDA in place, but Henry's not having a lot of it. No. And then she said that really gross thing where she's like, there's not a lot of victims on the inside. I'm like, please. Very true. Come on. She's just like for-profit prisons, the lady. Yeah. She is all sorts yeah. of reprehensible. She's following not, isn't... She's not a, a, an attractive oh. character. Yeah. I went a little deep on the analysis of this, but she says at the beginning, do you remember that toothpaste commercial? You never get a second chance at a first impression. Oh, right. And then after Henry's busy or done verbally handing her ass to her, he says, dandruff. And she's like, what? He's like, it was a dandruff commercial, not a toothpaste commercial. So she's viewing herself as this sort of polishing, cleaning agent. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, her impression. that she. And then Henry turns around and he's like, no, actually, you're unwanted detritus that needs to be, like, brushed right. off. It's you're not keeping care of your skankness. Yeah. yeah. So those commercial images I thought were neat because it's like the toothpaste is polishing something and, like, yeah, dandruff is... is that's pretty good. Dirtying something. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, again, clearly I'm thirsting for reasons to like get more into stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's, stuff, it's, so it's just straight action. Yeah, but I mean, it's I think... necessary though. You can't, you can't just have a whole show where people who don't read every Stephen King thing that comes out are just like, what the hell's going on? Exactly. We're doing a public now, service. Now, here we get to, yeah, exactly. I have all these thoughts, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Now, your name thing. This is why I still think you're pretty correct about this. Because when he's talking to the kid through the phones and the glass. Right. He says, don't tell anyone a name. If you have no name, you have no crime, you have no charge, you have no story. True. And that's pretty powerful, I think. And is Henry sort of talking about himself and whatever? That's a pretty interesting line. That's I true. I think it has a lot of meaning. If I don't have a name, then I don't have a crime. That's going to come back. Who can yep. say? Oh, for sure. Then there's some creepy, like, has it begun? Has what begun? Mm. That was weird. I don't know. Henry, or Henry's like, yeah, 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 this is the start of our plan, which is not to tell anybody your name and try to get, like, the most settlement money we can. He's like, yeah, good thinking. talking about something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. I may be reaching again, but Henry makes like this quip about if we get this settlement, you can buy a ton of boats. And the guy who plays Pennywise is like, boats? Because, you know, Bill <laughs> Stanford played Pennywise. And here's a boat, Georgie. I, it's probably a reach, but. And boats I float. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. Those will float too. Oh, and then he does the, how many years are you? That weird phrasing for how old are you? Yep. And Henry's 39. How so many then we years can do old are you? Back now I want to know how old the kid is. Yeah, I know. 
is he slightly younger? Are they the same age? Well, what's, he would have to on? be. He... So if he's 39 in 2018, that means he was nine. No, 11. No, he was 11. He was, he was 11. 11 in 91. Got it. Yeah. Why does Henry's age matter? Because I don't think it's a human interest question like, let's be pals. I want to know how old you are kind no, of thing. No, I don't think it matters. It's like, once Henry reaches a certain age, does something happen? Yeah, Is no. the age 39 significant? I'm older than dad ever was. But so now that doesn't make any... Age? I guess... No, I guess that does make sense because he could... Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, if he's 39, I mean, yeah, he was a young man when he died. Yeah, and would something have happened if his father had gotten older? Would he have, like, gotten some right or something related to what everybody's hearing? Oh, I but, that. yeah, age, it's somehow significant, I would hope. But then right. the kid says, do you hear it now? Yep. That same line. And I wonder, did he say it because he knew it was going to freak Henry out? Or is he genuinely referencing the same thing that the father had been referencing was I the father trying sure to herald him in yeah i i think it's more the second thing because i don't think henry has clear memories if he does remember the first instance at all because it sort of seemed like molly was having that flashback like right just you know because henry claims to not remember anything true so he I don't think he knows, or if he does, he's putting on a real good poker face. And that's that's the end of that interaction. And then everything got real weird for the last five minutes of the show. Very true. <laughs> it got very Silent Hillsy in the dark house, and Molly's house has been broken into again. Um, yeah, and she hears about? footsteps upstairs. I don't know, and we still won't know after the end of this recap. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I have in my notes that loose, big, sharp knives in drawers seem to be an exclusively television and movie phenomenon, but I don't keep giant, sharp knives just loose in a drawer. Technically, I do, uh-huh. but it's only one because it doesn't fit in the block thing. Okay. I'll allow it, but now I'm suspicious. I just think it's a strange behavior, and it seems like you're going to cut yourself. Yeah, don't just know. don't, but I'll tell you, don't don't be creeping around at night because that's where I'm going first. Right, the knife in the drawer. To the yeah. super noisy drawer full of cutlery, because that's going to be stealthy yeah. as hell. Well, even if she didn't make noise in the cutlery drawer, she straight up stepped on a light bulb upstairs. True. <laughs> Made a huge amount of noise. Anyway, after a lot of like wandering around, suddenly the bandaged priest appears out of nowhere and says, Behold, I show you a mystery, or something weird like that. I don't remember the exact line. Yeah, but what was it was that very about? And he was know, all it was Silent Hill face. Yeah, it wasn't the same bandage pattern as Reverend Deaver had, but I I think it's him. It sounds like his voice. Yeah, it seems like it's got to be. Yeah, it was very like are you new to the incarnation kind of phrasing. Like I don't know what this church is, but it's weird. It's got weird stuff going on. Everything about it is um, weird. Yeah. And that's like basically the end of the episode after the appearance of the bandaged priest. He disappears right after he says that line. She can't see him anymore. But we know one of the parts of The Shining is the ability to see the dead, to communicate with them in some way. He might have said like, we shall rise again before he departed. That same thing that he had said earlier. Hmm. But yeah. So a lot happened in that episode in terms of the action for the main story. I'm a little bitter about episode three. I just felt unfulfilled. It's, (laughs) you know what? It's important for us to talk about these things because I don't want people to think that we're dispassionate 
about watching the show because even if we weren't doing right. all the other stuff we're doing, we'd still want to watch the show. Yeah. So episode three left me with mostly questions that I can only figure out by watching more of the show, which is fine. But like, honestly, I was hoping to have more King stuff to dig up or to think about. Yeah. I was wowed that they gave out that she killed the father, like right at yeah. the beginning. Like that, that really felt like a, one of those things where boiler for game of Thrones, them killing Ned Stark at the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, they're never going right. to give out that little piece of information out the window yeah Yeah, yeah, that was a lot to take in exactly um now i do think there's room to turn it around and have it be like she just felt that experience while henry was doing it they could mess with us later that's what i wonder about the fist thing like yeah because she did it first so did she pretend to kill him to get henry to no well wait a minute Mm -mm. timeline wise that wouldn't the father died before henry was found right Right. So then, yeah, no, it couldn't be that. She mm-hmm. just straight up killed him. Unless, now, remember, he didn't have frostbite. Maybe he came back to his house. It was like, just, like, hiding briefly. in the attic, and she was bringing yeah, him sandwiches. <laughs> kids kids do weird stuff, but That's she does true. have the jacket, so actually it, it has to be her. It has yeah. to actually be her doing it. But it could still be based on Henry's feelings driving yeah. her to do that, and I think it is. That's a huge so, yeah, reveal. I mean, I liked episode three. I think there was a lot of action and stuff, but episode two was still my favorite. Yeah. Episode so two fun. had a lot of tendrils reaching out into yeah, other hell, parts of the thing. But I think episode three, we needed it to move the boat. Oh, for sure. To move, yeah, to move the story forward, definitely. Yeah. And it would get annoying if they still hadn't revealed any information about, like, what's currently going on mm-hmm. in Castle Rock. They yeah. had to do that. I also found yeah. it interesting that they didn't make Lacey a consistent narrator. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they I just mean, he, dropped him back. in, so I'm but, sure he's going to come back. But mm-hmm. it was, it's, you know, because you'd say, oh, well, no, you're not going to use Terry O'Quinn and then kill him in the first episode and then not use him again. And then the next episode, you're like, oh, yeah, well, he's going to be the narrator. Except now right. he's not, unless he's got a bunch but of other letters he wrote. <laughs> there's still a lot of information about him that we don't know. So there, there could be hope for flashback scenes. Yeah, there's got. I, I would assume there the has to be. I think so, too. And obviously, they got to use Francis Conroy more. Oh. And Sissy Spacek. She's I mean, a dreamboat. She's a spooky lady. Do you know who Lynn Shay is? She's my big older lady horror movie crush. She's... The psychic from the insidious movies anyway oh yeah 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 solidarity on the old ladies and horror movie crushes because she was happy gilmore's grandma oh yeah huh (laughs) oh yeah i would marry her i love her she's the greatest hey anyway i'd go to that wedding castle rock (laughs) yeah be an interesting one that's for sure probably be horror themed so Absolutely. yeah, stuff's gonna happen. I'm I'm intrigued to see. I have no idea where the action's gonna go after no. this, honestly. It's, I don't know it's, what they're gonna open with. So there's there's like fifty things that need to get tracked. Yeah. As of right now, here's my things to watch. Yeah. I don't think they're done introducing characters. Because if you think right. about it, there's really not a lot of characters to work with yet. You no. know what I mean? On a on a show that's supposed to be this sprawling as it were, there's really got to be more. And right. so like I don't know if Corey or Croy rather is going to become a bigger yeah. part of the show or something like that. It it kind of feels like he'll probably be in the background a bunch of the times, but 
I I do feel like there are going to be some type of it's like in Twin Peaks like you don't meet the doctor in Twin Peaks in any you know significant way until a few episodes in and I think that you know they're going to have a lot more to sort of dribble out to us but the right. the thing I want to see pursued right now is cuz remember Lacey said don't let him into the sunlight now that's already blown because the kid yeah. was out there and that's how he saw Henry in the first place. Right. Yeah, and he didn't explode like a vampire, so no. I wonder what that's all about. And he didn't, like, run away or jump over the fence or anything like that. So my question then becomes, where do they go with where the kid is going to be? Because Henry's yeah. goal at this point is to get him out of jail. He gets him out of jail. Right. Where's he going to go? He's got no he's money. stay with Henry. He's got no money, got no car, yeah. got no woman, and there you are. Just like young MC said, he's not going to have anything to do, and he didn't even have a driver's license, so do they keep him in the he jail? He probably doesn't have anything. He's got nothing. Yeah, and you reminded me that I want to know about the locked basement, too. Oh, and yeah, that's true. the comment that Lacey's wife made about my husband believed in redemption. Was he thinking that he could maybe redeem the kid or fix him or something too? I mean, there had to be a reason why know. he kept coming down there smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just destroy the threat? I don't know. Instead, keep it locked up, I guess. Maybe well, I suppose if their goal was to make us watch the show more, mission accomplished, Hulu. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. I think... It there's a lot of cool questions to answer. I hope J.J. Abrams has learned his lesson and will actually answer the questions. Oh, if he doesn't, yeah. he's mm. going to get it. Yep. You know what else I'm excited about? What? I'm excited about the fact that we get to now work on stuff that's not actually making shows because we have, like, what is for us now a huge luxury break. of... Not right. having to watch another thing and, and and do a show on it until Wednesday. Not that it's a burden, but it does, like, we want to make sure we got them out as quick as possible. And now I can read the press on the stuff, too. Yes, I kind of want to see. I want, I, I want to see what other people are thinking. But I also didn't want to steal other people's ideas. So yeah. I was kind of, like, staying away from it. But, yeah, now I want to see what other people's perspective is, too. And kind of see what the, the mainstream take on everything is. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Absolutely. Yep. And now I've got time to add some uh, Castle Rock Historical Society stuff to the Undead Airlock site. Hmm. Maybe we'll get some emails? Yes, I hope. Yeah. Please email us at castlerockhistorical at gmail.com and let us know what you think or questions or doy us because I'm sure that we've botched some things that we didn't even know we botched yet and yeah. i'm gonna add some more stuff to know? the gallery you gotta send me that picture of your books because that's dope oh yeah and i think what we're gonna do i'm gonna start haunting the uh i'm gonna start haunting the hashtags on twitter and i guess you can go to reddit i'll do yeah, twitter I'll if you do reddit over there <laughs> and we'll All see right. what's up and maybe, worst case scenario, yeah. we make a subreddit because maybe everyone will love us and they'll want to talk to us. And you don't go to yeah, Facebook. Yeah, if nothing else. No, I don't. That's right. I and stay I away. Facebook's that. too much. You you tanked their but stock yeah, I'm price. on Twitter. Mark Zuckerberg ruined his own life. I take no responsibility for that. <laughs> but if you want to... If you want to chat with me directly, not via our Gmail address, castlebrockhistorical at gmail.com, you can hit me up on Twitter, at Hannah Selector, mm -hmm. and uh, you can also get Acadia there, too. Yep, 
and that's my name, and listen to Undead Airlock to hear sweet analysis in the horror arena because yeah. it's a legit, really fun show, and you already love listening to Hannah, or else you wouldn't have gotten this far into this episode, so why wouldn't you want more? Makes no right. sense to me. You'd be crazy not to. And check out the Strangeful Things pod, too. You like creepy information, all that stuff that you want to talk to people about at parties, but you can't because it's not socially acceptable. Yep. So. And sometimes we do acting. Yeah. And one shameless plug, guys. Uh, this is a this is like a flash in the pan kind of thing because this show's only going to come out for so long. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the yes. feed so more people can find us and join our conspiracy theory community here. Yes, that matters um, because it's it's fun finding someone that was looking forward to this show as much as I was was a treat. Having a bunch yeah. of other people in on the same thing is just going to put us over the moon because I doubt that someone's going to send us a million dollars. So just right. some crazy theories will be good enough for me. Yeah, many heads are better than one. Join our Conspiracy Hydra. It'll Love be great. It. We'll see you guys next time on Castle Rock Historical Society. I look forward to seeing you on the whole rest of the internet. Bye. Bye, everybody. The shit stops now! <laughs>